so forgettable that I forgot the villain's name of Darbet. I forgot it. Right. Like, that was not memorable at all. Do you remember the name of the villain? But it wasn't her fault. No, no, it wasn't. It's no. the writing's fault. It's yes. the movie's fault, not hers. And it's so bad that I forget. You just told me her name, and I forgot it again. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Untitled Film Project Podcast. Watch, then come listen. If you've gone to see the Marvels... You've come to the right place to let's talk the movie that we've been waiting for, the sequel to 2019's Captain Marvel with Brie Larson. Also, this time, including Captain Rambo. And from the Disney Plus side, we have Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Carol Danvers. You can absorb light. I can see it. And Kamala. Who's Kamala? Hi. She can turn light into physical matter. Oh my god, we're a team. Initial takes. Thanks to Secret Invasion, my want for this to be good was high, but my expectations were low. Mm-hmm. Secret Invasion left me with a bad taste in my mouth from Marvel because it had so much potential yep. and then just unraveled and got to be blocked at the very end of it. Yep. So what I posted before walking into this was, please just be better than mid. Just a little better than mid is all I want. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exceptional. It just needs to be just a bit better than middle of the road. That's that's all I want. Okay. For me, I think it was just good enough to be above middle of the road. This was not fantastic. It was not awful. It was way better than Quantum Mania. That's for sure for me. Mm, there's going to be some debate there. Oh. Foreshadowing. Ooh, that is that is a curious take then, because Quantum Mania was pretty bad when you when, when it comes to Marvel <laughs> movies. I like this better than the first Captain Marvel because and the only reason is because of Iman Vellani. Okay. She is the the person that stole this movie. That it was the centerpiece for this movie. And if there's anything positive coming from this movie for me, it is her portrayal of Miss Marvel, whether it's the comic relief, whether it's her portrayal of Miss Marvel. And it do- goes so much into how she has completely taken on this role just as an actress and made it her own. But she fully encases everything of what Miss Marvel is from the personal side and the acting side as well. I, f- I thought that she did a great job transitioning from the TV series to the big screen. And she kind of acted as that glue character with the main characters as well. There was decent chemistry between the three main leads. Overall, the film was fairly choppy with editing. We saw there were plenty of reshoots, which they happen. Reshoots always happen. It always makes news for some reason. Reshoots are happening. Like, yeah, that's what movies do. Every single movie does it, yeah. But in terms of the editing and it being so short, it felt so choppy because they're trying to put so many different things into this to just cram it in, whether it's a setup or something else, Mm -hmm. because they feel like they have to. And that was frustrating to me because I wanted to be a little bit better. I, I could have used 15 more minutes. doesn't have to be sure. 220, but I could have used a two-hour movie just to dive in a little bit more. And other things were missing, just like her brother, her, her sister-in-law missing. All of a sudden, wh- why is her sister-in-law missing? It's, you know, casting pro- things that happen with, with schedules and all those kinds of things. There were just little bits and pieces that made it to where that's why it wasn't great for me because it stands out in my mind that you have people that played certain roles within films, just like her best friend, her friends in high school, all these types of things should have at least had minor roles in this as well. The Marvel comedy was there. I didn't roll my eyes as much as I could have probably rolled my eyes at some of the Marvel humor. That's why overall I just, I enjoyed it again, not the best, but Iman Vellani and her portrayal of Kamala Khan is what stood out the most to me. 
And you just gave an initial take longer than the Marvels. <laughs> this is why I wanted to go first. Because Iman Vellani is such a joy to watch. She's she's great. Permeates joy and happiness and all those things. That character is really easy to screw up. Sure. If you're the kind of the over this the overzealous like just kind of the awkward, right? You know that you you can lose the audience real fast. And instead, she brings you in. I love her puppy love. For, it's the best for the Avengers, it's right? The best. And Captain Marvel, yeah. The they don't gloss best. over it either. No, no. She, she embraces it, addresses it. She leans into it. Even Captain Marvel addresses it, the awkwardness, and then even apologizes to her with a "I'm sorry, I spoke to you like that." Just realizing this is a kid that just looks up to you. Right. That's why I like the chemistry with that too, because they addressed it and didn't just gloss over that puppy love aspect. I th- I thought she was great. That was going to be my fr- my initial take, but since we're since Bradford took all the shine on that one, I'll move on to my you second know, Initial one. takes don't have to be cliff notes. They're just initial I, I takes. I understand that, but To you know. set up the topics we're going to discuss. Okay. Dear God. Set this up. You know how you go, you're, you're, sometimes you go to a fast food place, you know, like Wendy's or, you know. Because that's where you yeah. go four times a week. Well, I'm getting to that. And you know, it's, it's not the best thing for you. Right. But, you know, you're, you're hungry and you're, it's in a pinch and you go and, you, you know, you're, and it's really good. It tastes really good when you're eating it. But an hour later, you're still hungry. That's what the Marvels was to me. Maybe you should order something a little, different. The is, Marvels, there, is there a little bit of shame after? No, 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 okay. no, no, no shame. No shame. Okay. Just a ton just of wondering. Just a ton of this empty. This man ca- does not have shame. No. Have you heard? You can bring nachos in front of me right now. I'll eat them on the show. <laughs> just a ton of empty calories. Empty okay? calories. So yeah. Okay. I enjoyed sure. Every second of it while okay. I was in there. Yeah. But it didn't sustain me at all. That is my initial take on the Marvels. Okay. I can totally see where you're coming from with that. Oh, I think that I much. think that is a very good way to describe a film sometimes. Maybe like we'll share some mozzarella sticks later. Go ahead. Jim. You know, uh, <laughs> I think most of us uh, went to school for at least a few years. Um, and I think we'll all agree that uh, the most fun thing at school is group projects. <laughs> he says sarcastically. Yeah, that's not the case. You know what it felt like with the Marvels? It felt like... About four or five people were given the assignment. Hey, let's do a, have you guys work as a group project on the Marvels. And just like school, they didn't talk to each other. They all just worked on it separately. And then they all had to do a presentation in front of the class. And that's what we got with the Marvels. I was so mad because I loved the original Captain Marvel. So did I. Okay? I thought it was setting up for more exploration of Carol Danvers and, you know, her seemingly infinite power and, like, what she's like. And I just thought, like, yeah, give me more. And it was just a mess. It was like a soup that had, like, potatoes and meat and snow tires and fish hooks in it. There was just, what the heck did you put together, and how did you settle on this? Okay. Other positives because we talked about Iman Vellani, right? Okay, you just ripped it, so I just want to see because we okay. had, that was the, the the bright spot in this okay. film was Iman Vellani. My pro my problem is more, I think, with the corporate boardroom. Okay, uh, Iman Vellani was tremendous. She was the glue that held this thing together. And for those of you that did not watch Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, you missed out on a treat because we already knew 
that she was really good. But then to see her step into the film role and be toe-to-toe with Academy Award-winning Brie Larson, who I think is just a phenomenal actress. So many, Tiana Paris is great. There's just people, I mean, Samuel Jackson, she outshined Samuel Jackson. I mean, like, there's, she just stepped up and did a tremendous job. And I don't think anybody did a bad job acting-wise in this movie. If there's any problem, it's with the way the characters were written or not written at all. (laughs) (laughs) So Iman Vellani, as Miss Marvel, was absolutely a a a shining star in this movie. I I enjoyed the chemistry between her, Captain Rambo, and Captain Marvel. I thought the three of them each brought something. There was, I think they could have done even more. Uh, with uh, kind of the way they played off each other. So, yeah, there's positives. I just wanted to see if we could at least all agree on one thing, because I know we're probably going to disagree on others. And that's one thing we all agree on, and I think most audience folks will, is Iman Vellani. She is a a, a star. Let's get get to the disagreements then. Okay. Well, let me bring something up, because none of us discussed it in the initial. Okay. Okay. But the villain, like we've been seeing so much more of, is weak. Villain was weak. Didn't seem like the stakes were there. Even Poorly though it was drawn. threatening multiple planets and the universe and things like that. It was just not good for me because they were trying to have something that's revenge and empathetic. And you can't have both. Right. You need to lean into one way because like Killmonger, it's an empathetic villain. Yet we see why you're doing it. You're doing it the wrong way. But I can understand and, and see why you're going about this. Yeah. And then you have the revenge side of things. Or then you have the ridiculous Thanos of I just want to save the whole universe by snapping half of them away thing. This one, there wasn't enough development of this villain to be good. It was just there. Yeah, I you know, Zaw Ashton is the actress that uh, you know played this role. She had nothing to work with. She didn't. Uh, I'm surprised that like one of the people on the group project wasn't chat GPT and they just wrote the villain just like, okay, we need somebody who's mad at captain Marvel. Right. Really? I mean, cause yeah. there's just nothing there. The annihilator. It. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to, oh, we're going to give her the, like the Kree stick. Okay. She got a stick. stick. She's mad. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know how all these things have. There was just there was a thousand questions. She's so forgettable that I forgot the villain's name of Darben. I forgot it. Right, like, that was not memorable at all. Do you remember the name of the villain? But it this? wasn't her fault. No, no, it wasn't. It's no. the writing's fault. It's yes. the movie's fault, not hers. And it's so bad that I forget. You just told me her name, and I forgot it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, there was some uh, disagreement early uh, when you said uh, we were t- you were comparing it to Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah, which I was shocked that that was the response you guys gave me. Yeah. So Jonathan Majors crushed that movie. Jonathan Majors did enough to make up for the mess that was Quantumania. Fair, but, but that, like, it was an all-world performance from, given from, what he had. Right, from one actor, but as a com- more complete film, even the choppiness of the Marvels, I still think this is... Way better than Quantum Mania. I don't know uh, if I can get behind I, that. I don't know. I like, you know, with every passing minute after walking out of the theater, the Marvels, uh, I kept saying, well, hey, it was uh, better than Quantum Mania. Wait, was it? No. Uh, so you initially then I start, thought it. I started thinking more and more about the movie. I'm going, wow, Quantum Mania really actually kind of held together, you know, its premise. Uh, I didn't walk away with a thousand questions. Uh, it was cohesive, even if it wasn't fantastic. I don't think it met yeah, the, the I, level of Quantumania. I can't and, agree with that. And Quantumania is not a great movie. It's had some 
terrific performances, especially with the troubled Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I felt more entertained in this than I did in Quantum Mania because the fight sequences. That's what turned me on more was the, okay. the fight sequences, the, okay. the, the development of. Miss Marvel, those little bits started adding together more for me, which made me feel more entertained, even with its faults and problems, than I was during Quantum Mania. Well, I think that's the key, though, is the word entertained. Right. I will. Right. I will agree with you that this movie is more rewatchable. It's more. It's more. It was more entertaining while I was sitting in my seat. Yeah. But I will say that Quantum Mania, because of the performances. And performances the, the story, or performance. Well, the mainly the performance, but everybody okay. else was fine. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a bad, you know, like, a, oh, he carried the whole movie and everybody else sucked. It wasn't like, had you know. to. Right. <laughs> like, my point is that it was more of a complete movie. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying it's more of a complete movie. That one is from front to back. Yeah. As opposed to this one, which was a lot more choppy. Villain didn't work. The uh, the story seemed to be kind of like made up as they went along almost. Yes. It, there's there, were, a, there, there were so many inconsistencies. Like, okay, they switch. Like, every time they use their power, they switch places. But then I kept finding, hey, wait, they just use their power and they didn't switch places. Well, it's like, like you have to turn it up to eight on the power scale instead of like seven or six for uh, them to switch. You know, I'm <laughs> like, because they, they were, I'm going, so what is the actual significance? Is it random or not? Right. Yeah. And that was never explained. The reason no, it wasn't. Yeah. And you're a critic watching this. Invested critically, you're as you're a fan also, right? And you want and that answer wasn't given to you. No, it wasn't. So it just proves that it wasn't. You know, what I'm saying it wasn't a completely well told story. And I will say that if Iman Vellani is not in this movie, it's I don't even want to know what my, garbage. My score would be. Oh yeah, it, I I agree with that. And I, and I again, I love Brie Larson and and, and mm-hmm. Catherine Rambo and that. I, that's they're great. I'm not taking anything away from them. But, but the product the without Villani is in trouble. That's why Which, I say she's the glue. She yeah. was the glue for this film. Well, t- tell you what, they wrote for her character really well. Yes, they and did. And she perfectly executed what what she was supposed to do. Uh, they, I mean, the subplot of, you know, uh, Carol Danvers and, you know, Monica Rambo, like, like, oh, I was really mad at you because you didn't come back. I thought you were going to come back and say hi. Like, that was just a throwaway yeah, piece of you know uh, which is a shame because that's a, that that it could have been heart great. in that I, especially with you know her mother dying yeah and her mother being her you know best friend and in, in wingman you know like there's there's so much potential there and that's that's probably one of my angriest things about this movie is that oh, if they had if they they could have but they didn't uh and and they could have had, even with Miss Marvel, uh, they could have had her disillusioned with Captain Marvel after they found out that Captain Marvel, you know, destroyed this planet and the repercussions of her anger and her impulsivity and not waiting, you know, really did harm to a lot of people. But like that wasn't there. Like, so there was, I hey, mean, we could have used 15 more minutes. That's what I was going to say. Yes. That were the 15 minutes that you mentioned earlier. I could have used it. Could have filled in a lot that's of where it, That's where it goes. The 15 minutes that is lost Make is, it, so is do, that right do there. Do we think Marvel overcompensated because people have been complaining about too long of movies? Make it too. Maybe. <laughs> it's, maybe. With or those reshoots and everything, so we got to get it shorter. we got to squeeze they, they it all in. They couldn't string two pieces together that didn't. I mean, there was no way they could reshoot to connect two things. I don't know what the production was like. So question with Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel in this one. Very curious, the difference. Now, granted, there's years in between, of course, but 
Endgame in terms of how she's portraying it and what it was written for there where she's just standoffish and smug and everything like that compared to here, way more freewheeling, smiling, a little more goofy. Very, yeah. very night and day between what was the what do we think was the difference there? Was it just the way that they wanted her portrayed after she has the stress relief from her? Or what was the, what was the reasoning there to have that character almost do a 180 with her personality? I think it was I think they listened to the audience. And the audience after Captain Marvel was so like, I'm like, oh, she's so salty and so right. standoffish and she can't act, which of course is all bull. Right. right. But she's one of the great actors. I know. Yeah. But that's, that was the big reputation after that was, you know, she's so unapproachable. Yes. Very cold. Right. Very, yeah. Okay. And then, especially that scene that, again, also seemed, by the way, unnecessary when she's talking with Samuel Jackson alone. And she's getting all flamboyant. And she goes, no, but, but, but it was like this. But Nick, it was like that. It was like that. That's not even a Captain Marvel we've even seen. Yeah. It was right. very That's why odd. I was questioning it. Because, again, I liked it more to have yes. it a little more loose. But, again, it was a little overcompensation. Yeah. So it was a complete 180. And no yes. reason why that change had happened. That's right. Uh, also, can, we can say that Nick Fury bears no resemblance to the Nick Fury we saw just what feels like a few weeks ago in Secret Invasion. Not even the same character. He's not even close to the same character. His wife is nowhere to be found, by the way, if you notice that. Again, missing characters. Yeah. Yeah. She can't. In Secret Invasion, if you missed the last episode, you're not missing anything. But if you missed the last episode. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah. His wife, spoiler alert, comes on the ship with him. Well, where was she at? She could have easily had a cameo of walking by or getting him coffee. I mean, anything. Just a one day on the set. Yep. And nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And and there there was plenty of things that ended up in this space station that I had no idea. Why are you there? Okay. Why did they bring, you know, Kamala Khan's family up there? And first of all, they were one of the best parts of it. Yes. But why did they bring them up there? Uh, They left everybody else on earth. I don't know. Uh, Then they also like all of a sudden, you know, you know, the things that turn into cats that look like brains. Flurkins. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Or well, did you just make are. that up? The cats are. Flurkins. Yeah, no, that's flurkins. right. Yeah. Oh, come on. You should know that one, Jim. I, I, I know. They turn into flur kittens. <laughs> it's on the Funko Pop, dude. Please, please stop <laughs> no, no, running. No, Let no. the flurkin eat you. No, no. It's on the Funko Pop. <laughs> Goose with flur kittens. It's on the Funko Pop. Okay. No. Okay. So therefore, it is a truth. I did not make nope. that up. Although, in all due respect, that does sound like something I would make up. It but does. That, but that's on the Funko Pop. I sound like my my spidey senses are are tingling whenever you're saying stuff like that. I think you're messing with me. I do tend to combine two words, but okay, I mean, they really are called flurkins. Okay, so like uh, you know, why are they on the? Why did they just show up? Start showing up on the space station? No explanation. Was there one that I missed? No. No. Okay, one thing, and just to get your brief opinion on, because it's not going to offend me or whatever, but I, I laughed. Prince Jan's planet. Okay. Where I have to communicate. Was this what you wanted to yeah, talk about Yeah, we had as well? to talk about this. And can only communicate through song, mm-hmm. and the joke of him being bilingual, where he can understand just spoken I thought that was word. fun. I thought it was fun, and I think they didn't drag it out too long, but then all of a sudden, war hits. So it was just a curious exploration of it. I wanted to get your true thoughts on that. Did you roll your eyes? Did you think it was funny? What, uh, what was... I, yeah, I... I laughed when she said he's bilingual. I thought that was a great that joke. That was a great joke. Yes, okay? Everything leading up to that was stupid, unnecessary, and I have no idea what they were they trying to get into. Like, hey, you know what? We need five minutes of random Taika Waititi type Thor Love and Thunder type joke 
scenario and they went to that planet where they all sing. <laughs> I, ugh, it was ridiculous. That scene is, in my opinion, should have been cut right out of Ant-Man Quantumania. <laughs> that's, where, that's, that's where that scene belongs is in that kind of movie or Th- Thor Love and Thunder or Ragnarok yes. like that that kind of like flavor did not fit in for me oh, but I did love the idea that they can only communicate in song and then you know then obviously so they're good, talking right. to each other good idea poor execution uh, sure kind of wrong project yeah wrong and, project. and yeah. you know and heck we have the sets laying around from the live action Aladdin so let's just use them <laughs> you know what I mean that's 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 what I felt I I, I there was it was so weird <laughs> I, I like weird. It was weird for no reason. I'm just glad it didn't last any longer. Yes. I thought it was okay. For me, I was, I was okay with it. Just like, okay, don't keep dragging it out. Right. Get, move on. You did your little thing. Now move on with it. Don't yeah. make it a running joke. Yeah. Can we also talk about the cameo uh, from um, Valkyrie as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was really, really cool. It's a good Easter way to egg. tie it in. Yeah. And it was a great character. She came in for a day and shot that, and that was the end of it. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. Yep. And yeah. you should have, I mean, with all the movies they've made, yeah, every once in a while you should be able to, like, hey, yo, can you help me out? <laughs> because when you don't, like in Secret Invasion, it looks odd. It does look odd. Right. And, they, and there was they, a reason why to bring her in, too, to give refuge to For Strolls. sure. Like, there was a reason, because she had to find refuge for them. So Right. I mean, but yeah, well, also, uh, that brings candy. up a great point that I wanted to make real quick, and that is that they said that, you know, hey, you know, my friend's going to, I called the friend there. She's going to help you out. Yeah. But wasn't Carol Danvers entire point of her com- of leaving earth was to find a place for the scrolls to begin with. Uh, and Captain Marvel, her whole point I of leaving. So was to find a world they could be in. And then they need one. And she just <laughs> comes up with new Asgard all of a sudden. Well, that was part of it, I believe. But remember there were scrolls that did have settlements on different planets. Like they did have that one right there. That right. She was they a were part scattered of them being there. And but she never went back clearly and got the ones that were on earth. And that was the whole right. thing. Right. Yeah. There, it, it's a mess. It wasn't addressed. That's where right. I'm going with because it. Because secret invasion, I think mucked up a lot of things for sure. It's, but it's, it but, totally did. But to say, but for them to address it, and be like, my friend's going to come help you right. out with this exact problem that I was supposed to help you out with years ago. And why didn't you do that in 2019? It's unreal. It was just unreally, unreal. Unreal. Continuity error. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yep. Right. Scores? Yes. Let's do it. That's good. The Marvels. <laughs> my score has changed several times since I've during seen this recording? the recording. And this, during this, okay. this show. All right. <laughs> Because I really did walk out of the theater with some positive feelings. Uh, and there were some itches that were scratched that I just, you know, had been waiting for so long. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, I was like, mm, man, this is just a mishmash. This is like just somebody had, you know, the plastic star puzzle piece. And they were trying to jam it into the square of the Boy, and it just didn't fit. I think Jim needs a night guard. He's grinding his teeth a little bit. <laughs> That's what this movie made him do. So I know they made me get a night guard. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it was a mess. They uh, there was some some really great things. I I did like the chemistry. Uh, Amon Vellani is just tremendous. I can't wait to see what her career has ahead of her. Um, but. They just didn't do enough of character development on Captain Marvel or one that made sense. 
And Captain Rambo, I thought, got the short end. I think she deserves better. I, I like the three of them together. Just two of them just didn't get written into this. So I am actually going to rate this below what I gave. I went back and checked. I gave Ant-Man Quantumania a 7.5. I'm giving this a 7. But look at my teeth. I really thought it was going to be a much better. It, so it kind of hurts to give it a seven. I blast it up front and give it a seven. I it's thought pretty, Jim was going to go like five, five and a half. But it, it shows you how much I love these characters and I love Amon Valani's. She boosted it so much. Oh, she yeah. gave so many I mean, bonus points. There's some yeah. bonus points in there. Without sure. her, it's a couple of points down. But uh, so I, I will, I'm reluctantly giving it a seven. Uh, Gover, okay. what, what do you score this? Uh, real quick, I can be real quick about this. Amon Vellani was incredible. We've said that ad nauseum, and I'll continue to shout that from the mountaintops. She is absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Uh, I thought the story was disjointed. I thought they did a disservice to the character development throughout this film. And when I say they, I mean whoever made the decisions. If that's the director, yep. if that's the screenwriter, if that's Kevin Feige, if that's the board members of Disney, whoever that you want to apply that to, that's who I direct that to. I say they as in whoever it is. Okay, People, people in charge. Yeah, people in charge. Uh, they, yeah, it, it's so not good. They needed this to be a big movie. Period. Mm-hmm. With the strike finally ending. Well, they didn't know that, of course. But the strike going on for so long, not being able to shoot any new projects, slowing down the timeline for everything. They needed this to be a big Marvel movie, almost the return of the big Marvel movies. And even though I enjoyed every minute of this while sitting in the theater, I told you, I left. I was still hungry an hour later. I was, I was so unfulfilled. This, I get that. to me, is they're not going to get what they needed to get. And it's unfortunate for these characters. I feel that these three oh, characters yeah. are going to get slighted because of, again, decisions made well beyond their pay grade. Right. And I give... Uh, Captain Marvel. I, I give Captain Marvel two. I give Captain Marvel. I give Captain Marvel two. The Marvels, five point five. That's where I thought Jim was going to go. But I would say without Iman Vellani, we're talking two point five three. Like it's rough. Yeah, she saves this movie. Iman Vellani saves the Marvels. I can agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. All right. So, few things I just want to touch over in terms of musical things in this. The- the needle drop that I enjoyed the most and made me laugh the most was Memory from Cats. That was played. hilarious. That was good. It was great. I way preferred that musical moment over Prince Jan's musical moment on his planet. Sure. Like if we're going to have a musical moment of musicals, right. Memory from Cats was absolutely hilarious. And I love that needle drop moment. Oh. It was was fantastic. It's better than the actual show Cats by Andrew Lloyd Webber. A lot of things are better than the actual show. <laughs> yeah, Cats. I think it's a low bar. It's You're a right. very, very low bar. Yeah. Again, Iman Vellani is the glue in this movie, so much so that I just, I would, could not stop looking at the screen and being just, what is she going to do next? What line is she going to have? Yeah. What is she going to do with her character next? Because I'm so intrigued by her character. And at the end, I'm so glad that basically as they're doing the, the epilogue, <laughs> for this film that they really do set up Young Avengers. Yeah. I mean, it is not just a tease. It is the, hey, what's up, Kate Bishop? Forming a team. Right. Like, it's not just a tease anymore. We know that's coming and she's going to be a lead in right. it as well. So getting that more from Amon Vellani, just love that so much for her. Weaknesses, again, the villain, that just subtracted points for me. And the, and the Gover method of subtracting points, the way the villain was written <laughs> was extremely, extremely weak in this film. I did really enjoy it while watching it. The mid credit scene was fire. It was I really yelped. Good. I yelped. Was because, fire. Because I was like, oh! 
Did not expect that. Like, I expected maybe something getting in the mutant thing, something with X-Men. But to get that type of thing in the credit scene, I yelled. Awesome. I, I, I love that it was very, pretty very cool. much. That doesn't do anything with my rating or anything. But I'm right. so glad we got that. And it was a mid-credit scene that was tied into the film a little bit, not just a random promotion for the next film. Right, yeah. Which we've was, seen hundreds of times Right, over. it was truly a tie-in. And it could be a one-off. Who knows what's going to happen with Monica Rambeau and whatnot. But it was still awesome to see. All yes. that being said, the choppiness, how much I enjoyed it, the weaknesses, I'd give it a seven. Okay, the Marvels, it's finally here. <laughs> Do you care? <laughs> yeah. Man, with the way that Jim's saying. <laughs> it's big question time on the Untitled Film Project podcast. Bradford, what are we answering with the big question? Well, we're seeing a great talent in Iman Vellani with her comedic timing, action, Yep. As well, with, with choreography as well, too. Obviously, she's not doing all of it because of stunt coordinators, right, and everything, stunt people. But we just love but her. But we just love her because she meshes so well into this role. And you think she's, what, I think 21, but still playing a 16-year-old? She is 21. Yeah. So she can play a variety of types of roles based on how they want to develop the character she's playing. So the question is, put yourself as, like, her agent. What type of role would you like to see her in, whether it's genre or even use a previous type of project where you could see that she'd fit in and potentially do a very good job? Yeah, because a lot of younger actors or breakout actors get typecast for that movie, yep. that project they're known a, for in a big budget movie. If you want to take a couple Star Wars examples, Mark Hamill could not shake that he was Luke Skywalker no. <laughs> until he started doing voice acting, basically. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Whereas Han Solo, Harrison Ford. Did became one of the biggest movie mm-hmm. actors right. and box office cha- uh, champions of all time. So you see a lot of this, where you see like the actor who did Harry Potter, for mm-hmm. example, right? Dana Radcliffe, like okay, like he he tried to go do other things while filming Harry Potter, very tough, specifically to battle the typecasting. All right. So we're asking the, with this kind of spirit in question, so to, to avoid the amazing Iman Vellani getting typecast as oh she's just Miss Marvel, right? What would you like to see her in? Wow. If I were her agent, I would be trying to put her in a show like Euphoria on HBO with, you know, uh, that dark, very different kind of vibe. That's I mean, because I, I mean, I, good. I really think you, you, you want to show somebody's range. And, and every time we wonder if she's got it, she does. I think she would be great. So I'm going to go in a very similar direction as Jim, and I'm saying something along the lines of like a Game of Thrones Ooh. type of thing. Imagine okay. her in the role of like what Amelia Clark had. Sure. You're obviously young, but grew throughout the role too sure. of Daenerys. And that type of thing where you're showing some acting chops, some seriousness as well too. There's It's testing the... the the breadth of what your acting capabilities are. So yeah. exactly along the same lines as Jim is we get, now do we have to see her in a drama or anything? There could still be types of comedy roles, but maybe it's a type of serious drama comedy or more dry comedy instead of physical humor. Right. Just something that's not going to typecast her. And I think they're going to do a pretty good job because we're seeing more and more Marvel actors being able to spread out. And especially for Dan Radcliffe, that example there too, he's become very successful in his projects, whether yes. it's on Broadway or in television, he's had some very good projects yes. come out. Um, I mean, shoot, he's Weird Al. <laughs> he's Weird Al. <laughs> I knew, I knew that was going to come out. <laughs> Jeremy, yeah. Well, okay. So one more example, real quick, made me think of it. Yeah. Elijah Wood, right? Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Okay, so he tried to go do Eternal Sunshine. 
something right. different while doing the Lord of the Rings movies or on the heels of the Lord of the Rings movies to show that he wasn't just Frodo. Right. Right. And that was and that's a big strength for an actor to be able to flex that. In this particular case, I'm going to go Knives Out 3. Oh. We talked oh. about on a previous episode uh, yeah. who we would cast in Knives Out 3. Well, this is pre-Iman Vellani even being in the pop culture spectrum, of course. We didn't know about her. And so I will go back and say I will replace, I don't know which cast member. You can watch that episode up here, by the way, But <laughs> if, you're watch, if you're watching on YouTube. But I don't know which cast member I'd remove, but I would put her in that. But here's the caveat to it. Okay. She can't be that kind of like teenager airhead. Right. Not that she's an airhead in this. No. But she can't be anything similar. It's got to be like this dark, brooding, maybe even emo mentality it's got to be something completely different sure right. or or like somebody completely driven like the tech billionaire yes. in in you know the the glass onion edition of Knives right Out. that's right yeah anything that is not anything remotely related to a happy or naive Bubbly. character it's right. got to be something or nobody's subservient to the like right. their, their parents or anything that's like right that. it's yeah. got to be something I like that, that. but like it can that. still be a comedy it can still be funny yeah but it's got to be play her character's got to be something else like it a lot yeah love it untitled film project podcast tell us uh what would you do if you were in charge of imam valani's career uh what project would you send her way let us know on the socials Mr. Bradford. Untitled Film Project. Go to Twitter. Go to Instagram. Go to TikTok. Go to Facebook. Go wherever you want. Go to our website and everything. I mean, you should be able to find it. If you've gotten this far, you should be able to find it. And wait for you to tell me to go to hell. You can go to hell. (laughs) Well, he did say Twitter. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett.